We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we're going to shift things now to our mailbag portion of the show. So we already have some questions in, but if you guys have some more questions, definitely go ahead and throw them my way in the chat. All right, let's see. We got our first question of the day from Wink. It says, hey, Max, love what you do. With that being said, if Oregon misses out on Jeremiah McClellan, do they close the books on wide receiver or do they maybe target USC verbal Xavier Jordan? Yeah, the, the wide receiver position is certainly one that I am very intrigued by uh, for Oregon in this 2024 class. Just to get you guys up to speed if you haven't been following it too much, um, Jeremiah McClellan is a 2024 wide receiver out of St. Louis, Missouri, plays his ball over at Christian Brothers. The Ducks do have some familiarity recruiting Christian Brothers. They recruited Jeremiah Love, who was a running back that eventually ended up committing to Notre Dame from Christian Brothers. So there's some familiarity there with the St. Louis area, which is absolutely loaded with talent. Missouri is loaded with talent. Not only do you have Jeremiah McCullen, you have five-star wide receiver Ryan Wingo, uh, who is one of the top playmakers in the entire country. You also have Williams uh, Nwanari or Winery. I can't remember how you say it. He's the number one defensive lineman in the country for 2024. He's got Oregon in his top five alongside schools like Georgia, Missouri, uh, and I want to say Tennessee as well. I can't remember the fifth school off the top of my head. Um, but if Oregon doesn't get Jeremiah McClellan, who is slated to announce his college commitment on August 13th and choose from a top five of Oregon, Missouri, Ohio State, uh, Georgia, and LSU, things get pretty interesting at, at wide receiver for Oregon. They already have Jordan Anderson in the fold. They already have Dylan Gresham in the fold, two of the top wide receivers from SoCal. Then you also have Jack Ressler from Modern Day in Santa Ana. He's in the fold. Um, but things are interesting for Oregon from there because there's not a lot of top West Coast guys that they're still in the running for. Jeremiah McClellan, after Ryan Pelham from Long Beach Millican, decided to commit to Lincoln Riley and the USC Trojans and stay home, Jeremiah McClellan became the guy that they were going all in on. Um, really the the name to, to track there uh, after, after Pelham announced his commitment to USC. So let's look at this hypothetical. If Jeremiah McClellan doesn't commit to Oregon, uh, looks like Ohio State and Missouri are heavily involved there. You'll remember that Jeremiah McClellan didn't make it out to Oregon for Saturday Night Live as he was previously scheduled to. Uh, man, 
I think that Oregon could potentially circle back on some other wide receivers that they have recruited in this class. Uh, I'm just looking at the guys that they've offered um, right now. And um, one of them that comes to mind is Malachi Durant from Graham, Washington, Graham Kapowson High School. He's a 6'2", 160-pound wide receiver that's currently committed to Oregon State. I know he was loving Oregon, and I wouldn't be shocked if, if he was able to, if he, uh, you know, heard Oregon out on, on that front. So he could maybe be an option if you're looking to, to flip some guys. I don't think, I think Xavier Jordan is a USC guy through and through. I mean, I covered that recruitment before he, I remember I interviewed him right before he committed um, to transfer to Sierra Canyon. And this is a guy that loved USC. Oregon was able to get it be a relatively early offer before his stock soared on the recruiting trail. But then you had the USC offer, you had the Oklahoma offer, you had uh, the Ohio State offer, you had the Washington offer, and th there were just so many schools that got in the mix. But as I saw him throughout the spring on the 7-on-7 seven seven circuit, it was always USC that he was really, really fond of. That, that seemed to be the school that obviously had the momentum for him. So I don't really think that they maybe target USC verbal Xavier Jordan, but if you're going to try to flip a guy, he would definitely be one of the premier targets there. Another guy that could be interesting um, is Roger Saliapaga. Roger Saliapaga is a wide receiver out of Orem High School in Utah, where the Ducks found Noah Sewell, a uh, former five-star linebacker in the 2020 recruiting class that they signed alongside Justin Flo. Roger Saliapaga, he, he was listed as a tight end on 247, but he's also listed on 247 as a wide receiver under Oregon's 2024 wide receiver offers. So that kind of just put the idea in my mind. This guy's listed at 6'4", 195 pounds, which is relatively undersized if we're looking at tight end recruits, right? And Oregon already has uh, a number of tight ends in the fold in the 2024 recruiting class. Um, you have AJ Pugliano, who's an in-state guy uh, from the Medford area. And then you also have Cade Catton, Cade Catan from Manville, Texas, 6'5", 250 pounds, just committed to Oregon about a week ago. You also have Jackson Ford out of Melissa, Texas, 6'5", 230 pounds. So maybe you kind of take it in that direction of if Oregon is going to really turn up the heat on Roger Saliapaga, he is not going to be viewed as a tight end. That's just a hypothetical in my mind, all right? Um, so I think that he is someone who's been very fond of Oregon. I have talked about Oregon with him um, during his recruitment. So maybe because he is, you know, a, 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 a leaner guy, his tight, his uh, bio says tight end slash wide receiver. So maybe he's going to be able to uh, be open to the idea of playing wide receiver at the next level. Uh, Roger Saliapaga announced that he was cutting his recruitment down to 10 schools on July 28th, which is my birthday. So shout out Roger Saliapaga is working from a top 10 of Oregon, Utah, Washington, Tennessee, Baylor, Miami, Iowa, UCLA, Auburn, and Alabama. And Dan Lanyon has really made Utah a priority on the recruiting trail. And I think that Utah and Missouri are two of those states that you're really going to see um, Dan Lanning prioritized, not only because he's a Missouri native, but because of the talent that you also see coming from the state of Utah on Oregon's roster. Jeffrey Bassa projects to be a starting linebacker, former safety from the state of Utah. Jackson Powers Johnson, maybe this team's uh, leading candidate to start at center and following Alex, Alex Forsyth's 
uh, footsteps. Devin Jackson is not a Utah native. He's actually from Nebraska, so let me back that one up. But I think that he could be an interesting guy, Roger Taliapaga, if Oregon does, in fact, miss on um, wide receiver Jeremiah McClellan here in the 2024 class. But all that said, I don't think that wide receiver is a pressing, pressing need. If they are to miss out on him, you're going to lose Troy Franklin, obviously. Um, I think Tez has another year. Gary Bryant has some eligibility left over. So you could also go back to the portal uh, if you need to, uh, should Oregon find themselves missing out on Jeremiah McClellan. Question from David. Will Knicks run very much this season? Yeah, I would absolutely think that Bo Nix is going to be running a lot this season. Um, I think I say that just because he has been such uh, such an asset on the ground game for Oregon. Um, he is a guy that you obviously scheme up run plays for, and he also has the ability to improvise. And some of those plays, if they happen to break down or if, if Nix sees a, an opening, he's going to go ahead and, and hang on to the ball himself. Uh, which I think is part of what makes him so valuable as a quarterback. You know, we only have the spring game to go off of for Will Stein's offense. Um, but I think when you have a guy who's as versatile and as dual threat, as talented as Bo Nix, you're going to use that. That said, you can't be reckless about it. You got to have a guy who is going to run the ball and be careful, not taking unnecessary hits, not trying to gamble too much, not trying to bite off more than he can chew. And I talked about why I think I talked about that being one of the areas that I thought Bone Nicks grew the most in last year was his um, was his ability to just take what the defense gave him, not try to play hero ball every time. Um, so I think that we're definitely going to see Bone Nicks run a lot this year. Uh, but I can understand if Oregon fans are a little um, skeptical about that after he got hurt in that Washington game. So I think it'll happen. You just got to take the right approach to it and, and trust Nicks that. Uh, He's going to be smart with the ball and take care of it and, and take care of his body. Kevin P. Max, has there been an emphasis on special teams in this offseason to note? Um, yeah, I think they're still, I know they're still holding an open punting competition right now. I think Camden Lewis probably has that kicking job uh, locked in right now. Um, I know that their punts were not a, a strong suit last year. Um, so that's definitely something that they're working to hone in on. Um, but I think that is the only special teams update that I have from the most recent Dan Lanning press conference. Uh, but we know that the puns did not, um, did not cut it last year for Oregon. So that's definitely going to have to be a priority for them. And it kind of has been, uh, in fall camp so far. So we're going to have to see what that ultimately looks like. Uh, I definitely want to tighten up the coverage units for both of the, those units, kickoffs and, and punts and, um, I'm I'm also thinking that their kickoff return game could definitely be in line for an upgrade just because of the guys that they have. Um, you know, Noah Whittington and Bucky Irving, I think they fielded kicks at some point. Um, I know that Makai Williams was fielding punts yesterday at practice. Um, Roger Pleasant obviously has some crazy speed, so that's probably an area that he could find himself really uh really contributing at from a from an early point in his college career. And then also Cole Martin. Cole Martin is Easily, easily, easily one of the most explosive guys that Oregon signed in the 2023 recruiting class. Now he's on campus. He's a coach's kid. You know he knows how to play the game well, has a good football IQ, but that guy can scoot. That guy can move. Uh, he was injured when I saw him at the Adidas All-American Bowl 
in San Antonio, but Cole Martin made some noise as a return specialist for Basha, who won the Open Division State title in 2022 in Arizona. So I fully expect that Cole Martin is a guy, I think, if he's not already, Cole Martin should absolutely be a guy that's getting some looks as a returner for Oregon to really help take the special teams to that next level because the kickoff return game really hasn't been that special at Oregon since Dan Lanning got hired. So that's probably a mark that he's looking to improve on. And they have plenty, 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 plenty of guys that can help do that in the return game. All right. OB one with a question. Do you think that the PAC 12 is going to remain focused overall this season when most of them know they're leaving? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, th- I think the PAC 12 is going to remain focused overall. Sure. The PAC four, might have some other things on their mind with uh, Oregon State, Washington State, Cal and Stanford all trying to figure out where their next home is going to be. But I think for the most part, the conference is going to be pretty locked in. And I'm going to tell you why. There hasn't been this much hype around Pac-12 football in a long time. You have top quarterbacks from top to bottom nearly at almost every Pac-12 school. You got Bo Nix, you got Caleb Williams, you got Michael Penix, you got Cam Rising, there uh, you have DJ Uyunglele, you have uh, Dante Moore at UCLA. Some interesting rumors lately about Dante Moore. Maybe we can talk about those later um, after I get through some of these questions. But there is so much hype around the Pac-12, certainly around the quarterback situation, but really just around the, the conference as a whole. I think you're looking at a lot of schools that can make some noise. Um, I think Oregon and USC are obviously viewed as the the teams that people are most confident can, can get the conference back to the playoff uh, after Washington went most recently. And then um, Washington and Utah, they're, they're two other quality programs. Utah is coming off back-to-back conference titles. They're always slept on. Maybe people are going to wake up now and give them more credit. Um, you know, I'm not saying write them off as conference champions, but Kyle Woodyham knows how to coach and Cam Rising's the real deal. So he's a gamer. And I think the Utes are a team that I'm really excited to see this year, but just because the PAC 12 is losing a lot of its schools, a majority of its schools following the 2023 season, I think, I think people are going to be focused overall, even though that they know they're leaving because I think if I look at it from a player's perspective or even from a coach's perspective, I'm thinking to myself, why not just send this off on a high note? You know, we, we have one more season to play as the Pac-12 and and let's make it the best one yet. Kind of cheesy, sure, but players are obviously reading the headlines. They know all the hype that there is in this conference. So let's just do it for the West Coast, you know, before it, it before the Pac-12, you know, dissolves, as everyone kind of thinks is going to happen, myself included. Just go out there, enjoy the game and, and play one more great season of Pac-12 football. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, what else do we have here? What other questions do we have? Wink with another question. Do you think Oregon is still recruiting James Madison II? James Madison II is absolutely an interesting guy to keep an eye on at wide receiver for Oregon. In case you don't know who James Madison II is, he plays at St. Thomas Aquinas High School in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, one of the most storied programs in the country and certainly a top program in Florida every year. James Madison II is currently committed to the University of Missouri, had 31 reported scholarship offers at the time of his commitment, and he chose the Tigers from a Final Five that also included Florida State, Michigan, Louisville, and, wait for it, Oregon. I think that James Madison is a guy to keep an eye on for Oregon because Dan Lanning and James Madison are both natives of Kansas City. Um, And and James Madison right now is kind of one of those crown jewels of – Eliad Drinkowitz's Missouri class. Uh, he committed to Missouri on the 4th of July, but like I mentioned, it, like we had that question earlier, if, uh, if Oregon misses out on Jeremiah McClellan, do they still recruit? You know, who, where do they go from there? I think that James Madison is a guy who loves Dan Lanning. Uh, I want to say at one point during his recruiting process, when I talked to him, he said that he probably had the strongest relationship with Dan Lanning of almost any head coach. So that relationship between Dan Lanning and James Franklin, James Madison, excuse me, is part of what's going to keep Oregon. I think, um, think alive in that recruitment, you know, that said, that said, I think that he is, uh, he's definitely someone that Missouri is going to do everything they can to hang on to. But I think that Oregon could be one of those schools that could come calling and maybe shake things up. Um, Like we talked about Missouri native, Playing the senior year ball at uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, that is not an easy pull out of the state of Florida. Um, I I don't know. I can't confirm if they're still recruiting James Madison the second, but I'm telling you that you should definitely stay on James Madison, monitor what he's doing, and, and follow him on Twitter. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have here? Another question from Obi-Wan. Obi-Obi-Wan. 
Um, shout out to all the Star Wars fans out there. Um, question is, how much impact does the home stadium and the facilities have in the recruiting process? Yeah, this is a good question. I think when I talk to a lot of these recruits about Oregon and what stands out about the Ducks, the facilities are almost always mentioned, but they're kind of mentioned in different ways. You know, I had a recruit recently tell me, you know, the facilities are great, but every school has top-notch facilities. I'm sure Oregon has a couple of features that not many people know about that they kind of keep up their sleeve to, to, you know, try to entice recruits, right? Um, because they are state of the art. Uh, the Hatfield Dallin complex is phenomenal. Um, but you also have guys that are saying, you know, I like their facilities just because I like to work. I like to grind and I want to have a place that I know I can go there and, 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 and do that. And then the, that's where you see the strength and conditioning staff also play a big role in the recruiting process because, during the offseason, they spend more time with Wilson Love and that staff than Dan Lanning. So I think that the facilities definitely play a role in recruiting, but I almost want to say that it's playing less and less of a role as time goes on, as time passes, because everyone's kind of catching up to Oregon and they all have crazy, crazy facilities. So it doesn't seem like it means as much as the people in those facilities uh, and, and on that coaching staff. Home stadium. Home stadium is definitely one that carries a lot of weight and has a lot of impact. Uh, the best recruit to, to look at this from uh, with, with an Oregon lens is Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau took his official visit to Oregon in 2018 when they beat Washington at home and took back control of that rivalry. And he called it the best atmosphere, I think, that he's ever been to. So you're not really hearing about it now because there's not games for recruits to go to. But wait till the season comes around and, and you're going to see recruits raving about the energy and atmosphere at Autzen Stadium. I think home stadium plays a very significant role in the recruiting process because that's where these guys are going to be playing their college ball. That's where they're going to be running out of the tunnel on Saturdays and seeing fans and hearing fans scream their names. That's more or less their home for the next three to four years. So I think the home stadium absolutely has a significant impact. Christopher is here. What's going on? Uh, Max is the man. Appreciate you. After the move to the Big Ten, does that open the door to rushing again? Okay, so yeah, we're talking about Elijah rushing, five-star edge rusher out of the state of Arizona. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this necessarily opens the door too much for rushing. I don't really think that conference realignment or conference in general played much of a role in his decision. Uh, you obviously have to to wind back the clock a little bit and realize that um, you know when he committed to Arizona, um, the the um, Wildcats and the Ducks were still in the same conference. Now Oregon's headed to the Big Ten, Arizona's heading to the Big Twelve alongside Arizona State and Utah. But I'll say this, Christopher, I don't think it hurts their case with rushing by any means or with any recruit really. I think there's only Big Ten, but um, yeah, I think with 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 rushing being from Tucson, uh, with him being the face of that class, I, I just don't think that the the conference move is going to be something that necessarily uh, makes him change his mind. Um, I think that Jed Fish has done a really good job recruiting out there in Tucson, and then has a, a good class put together for Arizona, and has that program headed in the right direction. Uh, as great as the Big Ten move is, it is. Have you know a lot of uh, positive impacts implications for Oregon 
with Dakota Fields coming to Oregon uh, earlier this week. Flipping his commitment from USC. That's the first, uh, the first um, for Oregon since their Big 12 move. But yeah, I think it certainly helps, but I don't think it necessarily opens the door for rushing again uh, following his commitment to Arizona. Uh, oh yeah, the Dante news. We can, we can put that up there. So <clears throat> this is an interesting one. Um, you know, it's all rumor. Some of it is confirmed, so I'm not trying to, you know, spread rumors necessarily. But I thought this was an interesting development once I saw, um, once I saw that it uh, was circulating on the interwebs. We're talking about quarterback Dante Moore, who is um, who is at UCLA, and. There were some reports, you know, on message message boards um, that Dante Moore was, you know, upset with his uh, NIL situation, um, and reportedly already considering transferring from UCLA. So this is just an interesting development. Seeing that he is a former Oregon commit. Once Kenny Dillingham took that job at ASU, Dante Moore uh, visited UCLA, and there was a lot of smoke around him possibly flipping his commitment. Uh, I reported that it was, you know, there was definitely some smoke there, and, and UCLA was worth keeping an eye on. And then what do you know? He ends up flipping to UCLA. But um, the rumors around he, – he did put out this statement, so i got to make sure I uh, report his uh, side of things. Dante Moore put out this tweet saying, to be clear – to clear the air, these quote-unquote – are totally false. I'm blessed and thankful to be a Bruin. I love being around this brotherhood. Hashtag go Bruins. So, um, you know, an Oregon connection seeing that he was a, a former quarterback commit for the Ducks, and he could still very well end up being UCLA's starting quarterback uh, this coming year. Uh, I, I think that playing time definitely played a role in why he committed from Oregon and eventually landed UCLA. LA's heading to the Big Ten. He's from the Midwest out in Detroit. Uh, and then Oregon obviously had their quarterback situation figured out with Bo Nix coming back for another year. So that obviously muddied the waters for Dante Moore, but he says that he's just happy to be a Bruin. And let me tell you, if this guy can play anything like he did at the Adidas All-American Bowl in Texas, then he is going to be a star at UCLA under Chip Kelly. I really hope he gets the starting job for UCLA just because I want to see him play. He's a really, really talented guy. Uh, and um, he was the number one recruit, according to SIL American, in the 2023 recruiting class. So um, who knows? I mean, even if the, if the rumors are true, then this is the exact reason why you got to keep those good relationships because if he does end up in the portal, then, um, you know, you got to make sure that you make yourself an option for a player of his caliber. Uh, Bo Nix is heading out the door after the 2023 season, and we don't really know what's going to happen. Um, we don't really know what's going to happen uh, for for Oregon at the quarterback spot once Bo Nix uh, chooses to, well, not chooses to, but once Bo Nix runs out of eligibility. And I know Oregon fans are hoping that he heads to the NFL. That said, Dan Lanning did say that Austin Novosad has been making some strides um, and is doing really well in fall camp. Um, I'm kind of interested to see what the quarterback position is going to look like for Oregon after Bo Nix leaves because you have Ty Thompson on the roster, but we really haven't seen it from him um, since he since he got to Oregon, not in a game situation, that is. You also have Michael Van Buren and Luke Moga committed in the 2024 class. 
Um, I think that Van Buren looks like the more college-ready guy right now, uh, but he is a bit undersized. And then Moga has more of that size, but he's a little bit newer to the position and is definitely raw as a quarterback. And then you also have Achilles Smith Jr., uh, who's committed to Oregon in the 2025 class, though. So Oregon can't rely on him being the face of their quarterback room uh, because they got to find out what they're going to do in 2024. So I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon goes back to the portal hunting for a top quarterback option. It's certainly going to be uh, an interesting deal because you got to get that quarterback situation locked down. Um, but I think that's all I have for you guys on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Went for about an hour. Uh, wasn't expecting to go this long, but I had an awesome time. A big thank you to all of you guys who tuned in on YouTube and, and got in the comments and asked me some questions. Uh, I really appreciate your guys' uh, support and interaction, participation in the show. It is for you guys, the fan. But with that being said, make sure you lock in with me on social media. I am at Sports on Twitter and on Instagram. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus. It is free and it only takes a second out of your day. Smash that like button and hit that notification bell up in the top right corner so you don't miss out on future shows covering Oregon football and Oregon football recruiting. Uh, what do you know? I didn't know we were going to get into some recruiting talk, but of course we did. Uh, so share the channel and share the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, with your family, and with other Duck fans. And make sure you make your way over to ducksdigest.com. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Duck Stage Podcast. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.